another day or night, another untold story with a new guest during Ramadan. We cannot wait, Ahmed and I, yep. welcome yet another guest today. Yes, welcome to the untold and what a guest we have today. Um, adventurous again. Adventurous, world traveler. 100%. But yep. on a bike. So that's different. He's been all over the place. I can't wait to see how, how does it feel? They say being on a bike is very free. Yeah. It's very liberating. I actually cannot wait to know if that's true. Yeah. Um, and what it takes to get to that level. You've yeah. been riding bicycles though? What, myself? Yes. Bicycles, yes. But, but it, st it still gives you that one speed, you know, you get experience. Little version of what they... I've done a simulator. A simulator. Where wind blows in your face and you just have to like ride it. Oh, or virtually out of the game. But I've never been on an actual bike. Would you like it to? Um, honestly, yes and no. And I'm not going to say no because of, of uh, how, because it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Not about that. I mean, I can be safe. Yes. Because I'm worried about actually liking it. Actually liking Because they say that if you ride a bike once, you'll like it forever. And uh, my parents wouldn't be happy with that. True. Yeah. Yeah. So perhaps our guest will change that stereotype. Maybe. Let's uh, have this quick break and welcome our guests right after this. Back on the Untold, joined by our special guest, Ahmed Nadir bin Ali. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Welcome to the Untold. Honestly, it's always very nice to have an adventurer, uh, such a traveler. I know we're well, I'm trying to be. Thanks. Yeah, you're a world traveler by now, my friend. Well, actually, many people trying to travel a lot, but I'm trying my best to, you know, follow some people I travel I'm seeing around the world. Uh, hopefully, within a few years, just a little bit, a few, few more years, uh, I'm trying to be all over the world where no one been ever be there. Wow, so I think you've been quite uh, to a lot of countries and uh, uh, it's fair to start asking the question that you're an engineer. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's interesting that we're sitting here to talk to you mainly about traveling and, and, and um, biking as an experience. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about you as a person that started in engineering and how today we're talking about something that's so adventurous uh, like biking. Well, in the beginning, uh, like when I was a teenager, uh, I used to be a basketball player. And so actually I traveled with some countries with the team. Mm -hmm. And that's influenced me to travel a lot. And w when I started my uh, university degrees, I started in England for some time, I worked a little bit there in the 90s. That gave me an influence to see Europe. When I came back, I worked in a private company that works all over the world. So actually, uh, what happened is seeing some part of the world no one ever seen, just hear about it. Just for, for short times, of course. Came back, joined uh, the company now I'm working with, uh, and went to study again in the States. That gave me another impression and another idea to see the United States as a biker. Nice. And that's what once really started, to see some states uh, on um, the first bike I bought on the state, which is a trike. Mm. Uh, and I was going everywhere with my wife, actually, all over the states. Well, not all over the states, just a few states. Okay. Uh, yeah. But that's that still uh, takes a lot. So you've been doing this 47 years exploring the world on a bike, right? No, no, I wouldn't say 47 years. I would say, actually, I've been traveling on the bike for the past 
I would see. Seven years? Seven years. Seven years. So what is this that I have about 47 years? 47 years, this is my age. No, I <laughs> well, honestly, good to know. Good to That's know. It is good to know. That's good to know. <laughs> See, is it true? All right, because a lot of people talk about bikes. Uh, I've never been on a bike, but everyone I ask about the biking experience, they say it's addictive. They say being on a bike is addictive. The adrenaline rush that you get is something that you always want to feel. Uh, is it true? It is, especially the bikers. They're trying to find places, a lot of kids with it, mm. with high attitudes. Mm. So they feel the adrenaline rush all the time. Yes. You're chasing it the whole, every time. Yes, and you feel free. Believe me, you feel free. You feel free. You just remove all the stress, uh, especially with your friends. And when you travel on a bike, you get in some points, you just want to see some locals that you won't interact with. It's a culture exchange, yeah. right? And tell me, talk to me more, more about this culture exchange that you've experienced in all these different places. We probably have lots of stories to share. Uh, First of all, on the state, yes. for example, when when they see me as a Kuwaiti, for them as a foreigner, right? On a motorcycle, I go to many places, and they see me. I look like different, of course. Yeah, as a Middle Eastern. Mm -hmm. So they come and talk to us. Where are you from? Okay, I'm from Kuwait. You've been traveling in the states with a motorcycle, yes? Okay. So they try to welcome you all the time, especially bikers. Yeah. Okay, this is a new experience. They learn a lot from from us, and we learn a lot from them. Sure. Uh, in the Gulf area, in the Gulf countries, when they see you, everyone try to welcome you in their houses. Yeah. Uh, help you whatever you win. Nice. Like like one time in Oman in 2020, just before the COVID pandemic. Yeah. Uh, when it just started, mm. I we went me and my friends to a place called Ras al-Hid. Okay, okay. It's about three hours drive from Muscat, mm -hmm. roughly like that. So we went on a break in a petrol station just to have a snack or something. Okay. We went into, into the restaurant and when we tried to buy our food, they told us your food been paid already. What? By who? By who? That's quite so interesting. The what? bikers outside. No, there was no, not by, uh, just a local. Just Why? a local. Trying to welcome you. That's very generous, and that's this is not only in everywhere, everywhere. And so is so people are very hospitable. Yes, when they when they think exactly yeah. when they see a, a, a traveler on a motorcycle, mm. especially on a motorcycle. That's very nice. I think a lot yeah. of people usually assume that people not welcome me. They go to the negative side of things, and right. something shocks you that you're somewhere very very welcome. So random. I I believe the way you look mm. give them the impression that you are welcomed. Mm. Because what we can see from, unfortunately, some bikers, they don't take it seriously, especially in the safety reason, or safety uh, regulations, like wearing a helmet, full clothes, yep. their jacket. That's Which is what I wanted you to yeah, mention. Yeah. Give you the impression uh, they're not welcome. You don't want to welcome them. Mm -hmm. But when they see you, like, you're very respectful. Yes. You're respecting the policies of biking. Yeah. You've got the gear on, the protective uh, helmet and all that. All that. Always, right? Yes. So they, they try to interact with you all the time, mm -hmm. welcome you all the time. Nice. And this is very nice, very overwhelming. What would you say was the longest trip you've had? On a motorcycle? Yeah, on a motorcycle. Maybe you stopped for gas, but like, that's about it. Like one go. Straight, one go. One go. Mm. How many hours would you say? 12 hours. 12 hours on a bike. Maybe. See, for myself, I don't really like road trips. I can't, yeah. like, 
can't put myself in a car for four hours because that's my max. You know, before so you were on six, a bike. Six. Yeah, you were on a bike. It's a car, so not a bike. And a bike, you're on a bike. Well, actually, I like road traveling. You do? To travel with my car. Regardless whether a car or a bike, you yeah. enjoy that. Yeah. Some people really love That's road true. trips. Yes. But how, how do you, I mean, when you travel, not just the 12 hours, I'm assuming when you travel across seasons as well, how do you combat seasons, weather? I mean, um, especially on a bike. Like Is it enjoyable to drive <laughs> under the rain? Well, I'll, I'll t- well, for example, on the Gulf. Yes, every country has different climate, even yeah. the same date. Mm-hmm. Yes. This year, we traveled from Kuwait to Dubai, and it was freezing cold in Kuwait. So all the way started to get warmer and warmer. Uh-huh. So you have to consider your clothing as well. To take one piece at a time. Not only <laughs> one piece. Your gear have to be breathable. Yeah. And waterproof, windproof. So you have to combine all this one go. It's like all seasons all at once. Yes. Wow. And we, when we reached... The gear is kind of heavy too. It is heavy. Right? It is heavy. It's protective. Yeah. It has to protect. Yes, it because is. because have to, uh, just God forbid, if you have been fallen or an accident or a slide on the road on high speed. I want to say high speed, but 100 kilometers consider high speed on, on the road. Uh, slide on the road. You want how many seconds that yeah. clothes can withstand the slide. Yeah, yeah. That long. So you have to consider those. Have you experienced any incidents? I've been falling sometimes, okay. but okay. not sliding. Okay. <laughs> Slide. <laughs> like, I think you seem like a very good rider. Yeah. I think because you respect the policies of... He's flight. also very safe. And you've been doing it for years now. Uh, but if I was to ask you, do you remember the first time you got on a bike? Do you still remember it? It was in 1991. That was a very up, fast up, answer. Up, up, up. <laughs> I think about someone that answers very fast is someone that remembers it very well. Yeah. Remember the moment itself? Yes, I remember the moment. It was... Uh, it, uh, what did it make you feel? 50cc. Bike. It's very small. So very tiny bike. Yeah. <laughs> and that's very cute. Yeah, like, uh, like 50cc and... And 91 you were like... Uh, 16 years. 16 was the first time you were on a bike. Yes. Wow. Uh, interesting. To be honest, I mean, that's something... To be honest, I, that's an accomplishment. Aunt. It is. It is. I think I've been on a bike once similar. I've been on a bike, you know, the tiny, tiny little ones. I, yeah. I got onto one and uh, ever since I've never been. But it was beautiful feeling, even though it was too tiny to ride. But I tried it. I felt, I felt the speed feeling. It gave me, you know why I tried to buy a bike? Why? Because I've seen in, the, in like late 80s, yeah. our neighbors had some nice bikes. Yeah. So when we see, I just want to look at them and they look awesome. So that's why I was trying to get a bike and I tried to uh, collect money as much as I can. I even tried to wash my dad's car to have some money, nice. <laughs> you know. Nice. Uh, working, he yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. So I bought that bike. I, c- I can't remember. I bought it for 50 kD. It was used one. It was used one. KD at 91, so it's the fee. Yeah. Uh, obviously okay, with inflation. He was one. About 100 something now. Yeah. Okay. So that was my first bike. Wow. And I moved a little bit from 50, 70 cc, 125 cc, then it stopped. Okay. Came back on yeah. 2014. So there was a period of time where you stopped biking. Yes. Why? Studying and working. In Ohio? No. No. I was in the in the in UK. In the UK first. Yeah. And then you studied your masters and all. No, I. The, what did the, you study? In two time? degrees. I had two, two degrees. You, okay, well that's even. Better. Yeah. I mean, why why did you have to uh, stop biking? Yeah. Working and studying. Yeah. Why why wasn't it uh, a way of to escape? Uh, 
Rogers. Or your way to commute. Yeah. Um, people walk a lot there. Do we understand it? You don't know, you just stopped. I don't know, I just stopped. How long did you stop? From, um, I would say, 94. Oh, that's that's more than 10 years. Yeah. That's 20 years. Yeah, it's 20 years. Wow. Okay. 20 years. I tried to ride a little bit. Mm. Uh, because I respect the law, so I yeah. didn't want to ride without mm. a pair. Right, the permit. Okay, I just can't. Yeah. I think, I think that's, uh, I mean, I, I think what we get from this conversation so far is that if you want to ride a bike, enjoy it, have fun with it, just make sure that you're doing it, respecting obviously the laws of the country first, uh, respecting the gear itself, yeah. make sure that you're very safe with it. And um, I just dream of the day I actually get on one, I'll be honest. Uh, I've been, as we said, on, on the back of the bike, but I've never been at the front. Yeah, same. Driving head first, back of the bike, speeding and just driving yeah. on a very fast road is very, I'm sure it's very... Actually, I'll tell you something else. Because when I was in the States, I used to travel a little bit with my wife. Nice. So my wife got interested. Mm. And she learned how to, to ride a motorcycle. She now has her permit and she can ride a motorcycle. Wow. And she regularly drives? Or rides? Sorry? Does she regularly go on rides? To be honest, no. So you're the one who's a usual rider? Yes, yes. Okay. And now I'm, fair. I'm teaching my uh, six-year-old daughter to ride a motorcycle mm. with full gear. Oh, wow. Yeah. Your six-year-old daughter? Yes. Wow. That's that's really that's really awesome. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's brilliant. Um, I want to talk about more about uh, traveling and all that, sure. but right after we take this little break. on the untold continuing the conversation with our guest Ahmed Nader bin Ali a biker as well as an engineer but you've been all over the world and my question is why do you think people are so obsessed with traveling especially in Kuwait they love love traveling what is it culture 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 from the beginning Kuwait was all people were the travelers mm -hmm. they're from the exchange between India and East Africa and yes. the North. So I think this is our culture. That's it basically. And we inherited that culture. Nice. So you get to learn from the different cultures. As we said before, like going to Oman, yeah. learning from the other people you meet. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot to also learn from, from the, the, as we said, because bikers are always a community of people. Yeah. They, they honestly, I, I don't know if you've seen them on the road, like they drive uh, as in packs, in packs, they're like, and I love that, and like a family, or like, a, like a family. I'm sure there's a lot to com a lot of communication that happens there, and yep. I'm just very curious to ask, how, wh why is it that strong of a family first, and how do you manage and communicate? Okay, when we travel, I will speak about Michael. Yes. Our, my really close friends. When we travel, usually I'm the leader okay. or the guide, as some people say it. You, as a guide or a leader, you have to have basically four eyes. You look everywhere and, and be cautious, really, for, from uh, the pavement conditions, weather conditions, coming and going, cars everywhere, yeah. other motorcycles as well. Exactly. 
when we travel, I try to uh, look for everything. If, for example, there is a hole or a ditch in the pavement, two ways I have to signal, either with my hand or with leg, right or left. Right. So they will notice everyone. And everyone behind me, the signal that was behind the them. one behind the emitter, you're... Yes. Burned. Yes. Uh, for example, telling them there is uh, some something coming from the right as big car from exit or something just click on the helmet twice oh, nice. and showing right or left i never knew that i see i see them do that sometimes i was like why did they all, yeah always uh if there is a ramp or something i have to show them this way there is a ramp coming up so everyone behind you must be so focused on the person in front, 100% exactly. Now, are these universal, universal. signals, a language that un that is understood for every biker? Every bike. Globally? Yes. Okay. And when you see another bike, for example, coming, how do you shake hands? Yeah, how? There's a handshake. What is the handshake? Just go like this. Just like that? Just like that. Just extend it out? And everyone is going to do the same thing. Do the same thing. That's actually so interesting. You know why? Because last year, I was um, there's a lot of bikes passing by my side, right? So I was, I was taking a story of them. Uh -huh. And they all did that move. And I thought, I thought they were just giving the beast sign or like, you know, oh. waving to me. But that's literally your way of saying hello. Yeah. Saying hi. You're all shaking hand. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you so much, dear bike. No problem. That's some of the... Uh, handshakes or hand signs we we try to communicate between each other and that of course comes from the training you get before you get on a bike yes. because obviously getting on a bike is not just like buying a bike get on it and sun drive to get to a, an academy i'm assuming they teach you that just get go. yeah yeah okay that's what most people probably don't know by the way i think that they think just buy a bike and jump on it and that's it and try it some people does that okay some people do that yeah they yeah. just learn how to switch gears that's it they, say, they think this is easy but that no. catastrophe happened. Yes, even even uh, even when they ride. Uh huh. For example. They're reckless. I, d I don't want to say that okay. idea. I will say I would say some experience people get into little bit mistake. For example, on a curve. A curve. On for example, 100 kilometers, 80, whatever. Yeah. There is something called target fixation. Okay. When you ride a motorcycle, wherever you look the bike will go okay okay basically basically okay. basically so on a curve a lot of people they're afraid of hitting side of so, road or something so they, they they're looking at it they're trying to steer away right they can't automatically they're actually going towards it yes so the irony yes it's like you look at chili whatever you want that's because they didn't have proper training a lot of them had Oh, but it happens. It still happens. Still happens. Some of the mistakes, perhaps, or accidents that can happen, happens. things to avoid. True. It's like where you look, you go. Yeah. Wow. And another thing, they don't know, or even they didn't get the proper training of how to steer a motorcycle. It's actually called the countersign. Counter? Countersign. Countersign. Believe it or not. Above, I would say, above a speed of 40 kilometers, when you turn right, it actually turn left. When you turn left, it's actually turn right. I'm never getting on a bike after that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Can you do what? A bicycle? Yes. Try that, and you will see it. It's driven out. Uh, no, I didn't get it. So when you go left, it goes right. What do you, what do you mean by that? For example, I'm holding uh, a steering wheel. Oh, oh. 
and the left. She wants to find going right, it should go right. You push it very slightly yeah. to the left and actually lean to the right. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Oh, so that's why when you stop a bike, you would le you would push the thingy to the left and then it would lean on the right side. No. Oh, okay. It's actually... No, 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 no. I don't have a cat. No. You try it. You try it. No, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's a different thing. This is actually when you park, you have to turn up to turn the, uh, the wheel to the left. One thing, and might be if I'm wrong, Ahmed, okay, do you know the weight of a bike? So my friend has a bike. I was holding it once. I was like, there's no way you can steer this. There's no way. Mm. It's 500 kilos? Is that is that realistic? Some bikes, yes, but 430 so kilos. So imagine, imagine you're on a, a machine and it's 500 kilograms. Right. How do you steer a 500 kilogram machine? My bike is 340 kilos. Okay. I, I can't, I can't. It's gonna be at 50 max. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. For uh, 340 kilos, the bike, as as soon as it's the wheels start rolling, yeah. it will be weightless. Right, right. right. Physics. physics. The world of physics. Yes, it will be weightless, and the bike always tends to go forward. Forward. Oh, you will see something. The, the wheels or the tires are curved because it will help for the curving. You don't steer the wheel to the right or left to turn. That's why it's curved. It's opposite to the cars. Cars is flat. It tends to go flat, and you have to turn the wheel. So that's why it's counter steer. The wheel right or left. Wow. So a lot of physics you have to learn, by the way. Yeah, I didn't actually know that. Obviously, I expected just for it to be. So is is the test to get the permit difficult? You have to get proper training. Yeah, after the proper training, then you go for the test here in Kuwait. Um, what is a proper training? Yeah. Test. If you pass it, then you have to learn how to ride in the street. You know, it's like baby steps. This is my advice. Yeah, proper training. Yes, proper training. Proper how training. to shift gears, how to stop on a certain point, how to start, and how you take a short turns, uh, and using the clutch and using the rear brake for when turning. Oh, see, when you when I try to learn how to drive, there's this vehicle with two driving wheels right yes so that's easier to get trained in that environment you feel safe what about the bike there's no system like that so how am i being trained by this trainer you can train on a simulator no simulator no no so how am i train how am i like can blow some wind into your face <laughs> and imagine yourself <laughs> believe me, it's impossible i went my friend yeah i wish this could happen yeah it'd be easier but motorcycle my advice get a proper training, proper training. And, and even if you've been riding a little yeah. bit Imagine yourself, you haven't been riding at all. So just from zero. Okay. This is my advice. There's plenty of places you can you can learn. Can go and get. Yeah. How long do you think it would take to safely get the training done? 12 hours. 12 hours? 12 hours. That's it. 12. If I go spend 12 hours at a facility? 12 to 16 hours. 12 to but 16. But can't take them all alone. Okay, so you do like two hours a day, three hours a day. An hour a day. Yeah, two hours, one hour to two hours okay. a day. So you do them in sessions, and then you'll be ready. Yes, exactly. There's one question I want to ask. Yes. But perhaps you can give us a brief answer. You said that you trained, you're training your six-year-old on a bike, right? Yes. This is goes extremely against uh, my friends, for example. Mm -hmm. They're always like, don't ride a bike, because they don't understand, maybe perhaps, uh, how it feels being on a bike. So you seem like you have a lot of faith in the bike, and you trust it so much. So what makes you uh, teach your six-year-old Bike. I'm sure people will be curious to know why you're teaching a six-year-old to ride a bike. I would say something. 
Yeah. Yes. I always say whatever wants to ride a motorcycle for the first time. Respect the motorcycle, the motorcycle will respect you. Fair. Plain and simple. Fair. Yes. Plain Basically. and simple. So, statistically speaking. Yes. 70% of the accidents, the motorcycle cannot be seen. Hmm. There can. percent it's on the rider. Okay. 30% is on the rider. Yes. 70% cannot be seen. Cannot be seen. Yes. You can see the light in the back. It's very small. Uh, the bi the um, bikers. Because it's basically you're sitting on an engine. So when you try to slow down, it slows down very quickly. So a lot of them, they don't use the brakes. Okay. Yeah. So when they just leave the throttle, it will reduce the speed instantly. Uh, they don't see them when they're coming from the curbs. They don't see them. They're coming out of the car parks. Most of the car accident, most of the bikes accidents happens in car parks. Believe it or not. Wow. Believe it or not. I've never heard that before. Yes. In car parks. Car parks. And that's because of you don't see the bikes. Yeah, you don't see the bike. I don't see the person just. Especially they're coming slowly. The bikes are trying to find a place to park their motorcycle, and people trying to uh, leave their parking spot. Mm. So. Collision happens all the time okay. in the car parks. Ahmed, there's a question I want to ask you. I think a lot of people might be wondering about the hogs, right? The big bikes. Yeah. Um, a lot of people might think that automatically, as by riding a big bike, you're automatically an outlaw. Okay. Is it true? It's not. So is it a stereotype? What is it? It's not. Uh, the way they look. Bikers. But loud. They look like gangs. Long. Leather jackets, all that. Big. Love big. So actually, that's why they look rider, but they're very kind. Believe me, there. So, what is this misconception? Stems from just the looks. Yes, okay. I would say that. It must have a lot of history, though. Sorry. It must be must stem from history. It is because in the past there were some gangs using bicycles. I uh, sorry, I've been uh, bikes in the states. Uh, some outlaws, but this 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 idea. It died down. Inside. Okay. Yeah. It's a stereotype that perhaps lasted for uh, for some time and then uh, died away, but then the stereotype stayed, but the reality died away. Um, and the time has passed, perhaps. And maybe from their names. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. Um, how about you leave us with a story? You've been around the world. Any funny incidents, anything off the top of your head, share a story. I will tell you one story actually happened to a friend. Uh, he suffered some issue, family issues. Okay. And that friend got depressed so much that even being medicated and uh, stopped working and all that. We advised him to ride just for a test. Okay. So he's not a rider? No. Okay. Come with us. Yes. Just come with us. To get him out of that depressing yeah. environment, see how changes and see how it's feet. Yes. He became a professional rider now. Wow. wow. Uh, Instantly, within maybe a week, uh -huh. he started training, got his permit, and he stopped his medications. Wow. And there's not only one person, there's another one. Uh, st uh, she lost her son. Same happened, same thing. Retired from work, and she's now been traveling around the world on a motorcycle. That's why they say the first time you get on a bike might actually be the first and many. And this might change your life 100%. Forever. 
yes to wow. change your life beautiful story thank you so much for that i think it's a very meaningful for people watching i think if we can perhaps end the segment with one advice if you can just one. advise people uh, riders or non-riders people that ride or interested in riding please look for motorcyclists and bike i try to stay away honestly change my lane just give them space thank you really appreciate that <laughs> and for the uh, bikers just wear full safety gear yes exactly just to protect uh, and best in the safety thank you so much thank you thank you so much for your time and for coming on the beautiful stories uh, a lot to learn from you and uh, i can definitely agree there's so much to learn from people and from culture and that's i think something that much. i definitely will take home with me appreciate it. thank you very much for having me in the show thank you it was a pleasure ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back with the wrap-up of the show back for the end of our show but wow what an interview what a conversation honestly and i love the fact that it, but i think one takeaway from today is the culture and culture from yes true yes from yes. people and that's i mean if you travel anywhere you're gonna have to have that culture exchange with absolutely. people of that nation absolutely and it's just a beautiful experience yeah. whether you're traveling on a bike on yeah. a car on an airplane or you're time traveling <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, I, I love, I love the fact that he's an engineer. He finds his freedom being on a bike. Yes, they've let all the stress out. Exactly, and it's just that feeling on that bike. Maybe we should go on a bike. One day I'll try it, but again, we'll go together, and he'll train us. He'll <laughs> be the leader. Yes, you know. Um, keep tuning in here onto KTV2 for the Untold Daily right here as we give welcome more guests every day. Thank you. Have a good night.